This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I've waited this long. Like, why am I going to rush at this point? Like, no, it has to really be a gem for me to be like, okay, yes, now in my 30s, I'm going to bring you in. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. I am anonymous. I am a 31-year-old female. I live in New York City and... I'm from New Jersey, and I'm here to talk about um, wanting to prioritize independence and the challenge that that is with dating. I am so happy that you're here to talk about this. It's something that you and I have spoken about in the past, and it's something that I think is really relatable, but I know I haven't covered it that much because I definitely never felt that way. Um, But I feel like a lot of people out there do feel this way where, especially after being single for a long time, it's like you've built your life. Mm-hmm. Your life is yours and to let somebody else in and share it with them is like really daunting and really scary. Absolutely. And this is something that I definitely have been thinking more about 
in the past couple of years, probably more post pandemic, I don't know that it was as much of a fear when I was younger because I just so desperately wanted to be in a relationship or thought that I did. And I do call myself chronically single. I have been single for many, many years, which when I reflect back on it, I see it as an asset and it allowed me to build the life that I have now. And it allowed me to prioritize so many things that I love about my life and that I'm proud of. And now exactly what you were saying to be in this life that is like, wow, I built this. I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I literally have like created everything that I have for myself. I am happy with my social life. I'm happy with my friends. And to also be at a point in my maturity and like career and, you know, financial stage where I'm able to travel and prioritize that, which is something that I love so much. The thought of like, wait a minute, I'm going to have to work my life around another person whenever I do meet that person is actually terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I feel like so many people, and, and like you said, like you at a certain point, like so badly wanted a relationship, but then yeah. something switched. I'm curious what switched because I, we yeah. talk a lot on seeing other people about this idea of like learning to love yourself. And the question comes up with a lot of guests and a lot of listeners of like, do you need to love yourself to be loved by someone else? And how do we learn to love ourselves? That's so hard. I'm curious, like you, it sounds like you are the definition of somebody like you love yourself, you know, your worth, you know, <laughs> what you deserve, like, you know, what you've created for yourself. How did you kind of transform your mindset from I so badly want a partner to, okay, I have this whole world that I've built. And now how will I fit somebody in, even though I want to, but how, you know, right now it's not like, am I good enough for someone? It's like, are they going to add value to the valuable life that I have. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm incredibly self-critical and judgmental of myself <laughs> yeah. and hard on myself and anxious and worry about yeah, what people like, think. I'm the best person on the planet, but you're like, right. I'm great. Absolutely not. Yes. But knowing my worth, I think that is more what has come about of realizing, okay, actually like things are going well. And it really shifted, um, post grad school for me. It was kind of, a personality shift in a way that was a result of the adult life that I had post-college because as a kid, I was incredibly shy, super reserved, quiet, just didn't really talk a lot. I was never the chatty one in school. I was just a super, super quiet kid around, mostly around people I didn't know. And that continued honestly through college, honestly through grad school, I would say I definitely opened up a bit more, but I was always a reserved person. And after grad school, because of the internship opportunities that I wanted, the jobs that I took, I moved, I made major moves to different cities. I want to say like five times in four years. It was a lot. <laughs> and picking up and moving to a new place by yourself, because you are not in a long-term relationship, you're not in a partnership, is challenging. And it's also very freeing. And it really taught me to be comfortable. Or really, I mean, I shouldn't say be comfortable. It's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable. But to be okay with pushing myself outside my comfort zone, going places where I don't know anybody, talking to people, making myself a part of the community and a part of the conversation wherever I am, and also moving cities, being in a new place, exploring, finding places that I like, finding restaurants that I like, activities, whatever it is. Like, it pushed me to go to these new places, go out, explore, and and enjoy that. And obviously like, yes, there were lonely moments. Um, 
but it just made me so much more of an outgoing person. And now since I've been in New York for two years, the friends who have met me here are like, no way in hell were you ever shy. No, that, that was my exact thought. Cause I've never heard this side of you. And that was my thought when you said that, cause I'm like, we met in the street. Like you just said, hi, and we started talking. <laughs> we and did. That's how we became friends. And I'm like, wait a second. Like I've never known you to be that, yeah. but it does make sense because when you do move so much on your own, you really do have to put yourself out there. Otherwise you're not going to make friends and get out there and create a world for yourself. Just sitting in your apartment. Like people aren't just going to knock on your door and say, Hey, want to be friends? Absolutely. And so learning that art, I really would call it an art. It um, has made me just feel more capable as a person and like as an adult. And so that I think changed my approach to how I see relationships. And I see myself as somebody who, who values the chance to also be pushing myself outside my comfort zone. And even recently I started going to new activities and groups and clubs because Literally, I felt like I was just losing my edge for like being the new person. And I was like, <laughs> I've settled into my friend group in the city. I'm comfortable. I'm seeing the same people. And I was like, man, I want to remind myself what it feels like to be the new person. And I just want to have those experiences like there are endless cool people to meet. That is something valuable to me. So I started doing more things and I, you know, traveled recently on this trip where I, it was like 25 people and I didn't know a single person and it was such a cool experience. And so to be able to like pick up and do those things and love it is fun. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Cause I was wondering this when I saw you, first of all, I didn't know you were on, I had no, I knew you were away. I thought you just like went home for a few days. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. And then I saw, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> was okay, you went like halfway around the world yes I I went to Thailand yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the way around the world um <laughs> was any part of your motivation and the answer might totally be no but my the way my brain works historically I'm curious was any part of your motivation to go on this trip hoping you would meet somebody at one point yes for sure I started looking into these types of trip this like group trips for solo travelers, essentially. And there are tons of different companies that run these sorts of trips. And I did start looking at it because I'm in this phase of life where a lot of my friends are married, partnered, having babies, doing all these things, kind of moving on to that like next phase of life. And not everybody is as able to just travel wherever they want, whenever they want, or like there's always someone else in the picture. And so I love to travel and I'm at this place where, you know, I'm not in grad school anymore. I've been working for a while. I'm like, okay, I can do a big trip, but who am I going to do it with? And so in looking at these trips, I was like, oh, also maybe I'll meet someone. And like, that's kind of always in the back of your mind when you're dating. Yeah. So yes, that for sure was on my mind at first. Once it actually got closer and came time for the trip, I was thinking about it less and less and less. Like it became something that was just, okay, this is like a bucket list item and something that I want to do. And it's going to be amazing no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it did become a lot less of a thing. Did you meet anyone? I mean, I met cool friends. Did I meet anyone I would date? No, because this trip was like 95% female. Yeah. Um, and one guy was gay. Another guy was in a relationship with someone else on the trip. So there was only like one single guy. And yeah, it just like 
No, I didn't meet anyone. <laughs> well, listen, the, one of the like, cool, cool things about going on those trips and or just in general, like meeting new people is you never know who those people know. And exactly. you never know, like you might meet up with a new friend from the trip, like at a bar and their friends might come and meet totally. up with them. And one of those people might be your person or might know your person and say, oh, I have someone to set you up with. Exactly. And I know I've talked to you about this a lot. I very much want to be of the mindset and it's a struggle because of course, you know, you're always stressed and worried about when am I going to meet someone as you get older. But I really want to have the approach that just building my community is always an asset. And like, like I said, there are so many cool people to me. And the more you connect to like-minded people, the more likely you're going to be to meet that like-minded person who's going to end up being your person. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I love that. I'm curious, did your mindset on dating, on finding your person change when you cross that line into your 30s? Um, yes, and actually, actually, no. I love the thought process I just put on there. My wheels were turning. Yeah. And I'm actually very happy to say no. I put more pressure on the timeline when I was younger. And I always felt like, okay, by my next birthday, I have to meet my person. Okay, now I'm 25. Well, maybe by the time I'm 26, I'm 26, maybe by the time I'm 27. And because it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I had the experience of moving all these places and really having this shift in kind of like who I am, as cheesy as that maybe sounds, um, as I gained that perspective on number one, like the value and purpose of my being single for so long, as well as the value of like what I have, then I really let go of the timeline and felt like, okay, no. And it sort of was like, I've waited this long. Like, why am I going to rush at this point? Like, no, it has to really be a gem for me to be like, okay, yes. Now in my thirties, I'm going to bring you in. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, 
Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, I love your answer and I love that <laughs> that the machine in, in your head worked to get you there. Yeah. Um because I feel like like I was asking that question almost hoping you would say that, but really not knowing what you would say cuz you know some people there's this whole stigma around like oh you're turning 30, like, you got to find someone like yeah. everyone else is getting married whatever. But the more whenever I talk to anyone in their 30s, they're like no, like I 
I'm so much happier now dating in my 30s than I was in my 20s because I know myself. Yes. I know like all these things about me. I have this whole world, like everything we talked about, like I'm proud of who I am and like someone's going to be lucky to be with me. I do think dating post 30 is less stressful for me. It's still stressful, yeah. but <laughs> I do less. see a clear difference when I talk to you about the dates that you go on versus when I talk to some of my other friends or listeners or when I was dating in my 20s, the way you kind of react to the date. And maybe some of this has to do with independent stuff, but maybe some of it also has to do with just where you are in your journey. You come home from a date and you're like, yeah, I really just didn't like him. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. he's not that great. Like, uh, like he's fine. Like maybe I could give it another try, but like, I don't know. Like, there's something wrong with him and I just don't like him. Whereas like for me, when I was single, it was like, if they wanted to see me again, that's all I cared about. Even if yeah. I didn't like them, I just wanted to know that they liked me and I wanted that validation, but you're able to give that validation to yourself. I used to feel that way. A hundred percent. It was like, even if neither one of us likes each other, I still want to be the one doing the rejecting. <laughs> and I, I would say that sounds horrible, but I know everybody thinks that like we just all feel that way. Nobody wants you don't want to be like, yeah. So I think about it less now. I definitely still think about it at times, but definitely a whole lot less. And the other thing that has really changed my perspective is the people I'm around and the friends I have and seeing people who are in their thirties in really positive relationships, seeing friends who met someone at 33, 34, 35, and are like, mm, this is so much better. Like, thank God I waited to exactly. meet this person. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, when I was in my twenties, I wanted a boyfriend so badly because it was like the thing to do. It almost felt like a status symbol. And I know you're always saying like relationship status doesn't define you. And I wanted to think that, but I, I didn't that. believe it. I love that you just quoted me on that. <laughs> that's like almost, I, I feel like that's becoming what I want to be known for. Like I used to be like, I used to want to be the person who like banned ghosting. Yes. Now <laughs> I want to be known for that quote. Like your relationship status doesn't define you. Can yes. You continue? Yes. <laughs> and I wanted to think that, but I... I for sure internally labeled myself as inferior for being yeah. single. And I just was like, everybody gets boyfriends as they get older. Like I have to do this. Right, and it's I, like a, a rite of passage. Yeah. And if not, then why, why not? Like what's wrong here? Exactly. And so I saw it as a reflection of myself and my worth. And so I wanted it because I was like, well, I just have to prove to like my peers that I am good enough. And now it's less of like, I feel this urge to go along with the crowd. Yeah. And it's partly because I see just actual adult lives and how different everybody is. And like, it's not this one thing, you know, now I know people who are divorced or people who are like just engaged in their late thirties, whatever it is, single in their late thirties, freezing their eggs, doing all sorts of things that now it's like, okay, what do I want versus what is everyone else doing? Yeah. And I think that is so important to consider. And I feel like most of us don't ever even ask ourselves that we just are like, Oh, well, this is what's expected of me. This is what I'm supposed to do. So this is what I'm going to go do. And I feel like I never even, I was recording with somebody maybe like six months ago or something. And it was, it was about their decision to not have children. They wanted to be child free mm -hmm. and how they approach that in their dating life. And I was like, wow, I've never asked myself, do I want kids? Right. I, I do. But I always just said like, oh yeah, like that's what it's going to happen. I never literally said like, 
do I want this because I want this mm-hmm. or do I want this because it's like what people do and like what is like the norm for what I see and what's expected of me like I never once considered that right and now just you know in the recent months I would say <laughs> I'm even asking myself do I want marriage and I know that I do but I'm at this point where I've thought more and more now like when I like someone who I've been on dates with, I feel terrified. And I am like, okay, what do I want? Do I want a serious relationship? Do I want to be moving in with someone? Do I want to get married? Cause like, yes, that will change my life. Will it change it in a way I want? And for the time being, I'm like, ultimately, yes, I do want marriage. I do want partnership. I do want a family long-term And it still feels super scary to think of like the immediate next steps. So I'm kind of settled on like, just keep asking yourself what you want each step of the way. And hopefully you'll get that answer. And and that could change. I mean, you could say like, yeah, I want, I just do decide I want a marriage and a family and stuff. But then maybe you meet someone together. You decide, no, actually like we want to be together. We don't need exactly. It's like, we'll just have a bunch of little doggies. Exactly. Yeah. You never know. I also hope that like those decisions will become easy. Like they'll just kind of flow when it's the right thing. Do you think a part of you subconsciously is trying to prepare yourself for like, okay, well I need to like accept like, what if this doesn't happen? Definitely. In some ways. Yes. I think that is kind of in the back of my mind of like, yeah, a defense mechanism and this, and I think that's part of the independence thing. It's like, no, I'm fine by myself because I want to be the one to say it rather than to feel like I'm ending up left alone and like not chosen. Yeah. That's tough. I ask that because I get asked a lot. Like every week when I do a Q and a, it's like, I feel like I'm never going to meet my person. Like, how can I just accept being single forever? And it's like, on one hand, like, yes, you should except that you're great on your own and you have this life and you, there are things that you love and people who make you people in your world who make you, you and passions and hobbies. But I don't, if it's something that you want, I don't think you should ever have to accept not having it. Right. But I don't know. Cause maybe, cause uh, again, it's like you're protecting your heart by right. Opening yourself up to the idea of like, okay, well what if it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, Either way, there are things to be happy about and things to be sad about. Like, yeah, you know, if I do end up that I'm like living with my person this time next year and I can't just book a spontaneous trip across the world because I want to, that's sad. And I'll also have a lot of really happy things. <laughs> Mr. Barkley. Barkley has something to say about it. <laughs> Guys, Barkley has been sitting here playing with his ball the entire time. And with every moment that passes by, I'm like, please don't squeak the ball. Please don't squeak the ball. <laughs> and then he did. Couldn't Let's make it he, that far. If he continues or not. He's staring at me with those big eyes. Continue. <laughs> but yeah, like the things that I feel like would be a loss of independence or a loss of choice by considering someone else are sad in a way to lose. And like, there will be so many positives that will make me make the decision to be with that person. And I, somebody recently shared an article with me about this topic. And the article is actually more about whether or not choose this person wants to have children and mm-hmm. making that choice. 
and it's it's a Dear Sugar article, and she talks about this idea of ghost ships and how like there are these two different paths that your life your life can take, and they're just different. Like there are going to be those pros and cons, and they're equally like good and worthy and worth pursuing. They're just different, and like you can never experience both. So you just have to like make the decision that you're going to make and go forward with it and kind of like accept, okay, that alternative is something I will never know. And this is a life I do know. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. And it's so true. I mean, there is a million decisions we make every day and everyone like takes our life in a different way, but it's crazy to think about like, okay, well there could be this other Alana going down this completely different path and could she be happier? Could she Mm -hmm. be more fulfilled? Would she be lonely? Like it's all of these questions and all of these what ifs and what ifs are so frustrating because you could what if yourself into a hole all day long. But at the end of the day, like you, you get to make the decisions that you get to make and some of it's out of our control. Some of it's in our control, but all you can do is like keep on keeping on and, and yeah. whatever path you go on. I mean, I don't know. Depends on what you believe in, but like maybe that's the one that was meant for you. Right. And like, I do like to believe that, you know, you can't miss what's meant for you. Mm-hmm. And so that is also something I try to tell myself, like, okay, if I am destined to not get married, I'm going to make the best of it. Like, is that, you know, even if that happens, I still want to, pursue living a happy life. So I'm still going to nurture my social circle and my family connections and my friendships and my hobbies and my travel and my work and all these other things that are important. And like, I can still be happy. Like it's no single part of your relationship should of your life, not your relationship, (laughs) like subconsciously maybe thinking that the relationship part is important, but no single area of your life should be overpowering all the others. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Correct. And I think what's cool about that is you're still along the way experiencing dating and making connections with people and having different types of relationships with people and learning so much from that. Yes. And I will say, I told you I didn't want to say any of this, but I'm going to say it. Oh, <laughs> spicy. I'm In the moment. I'm not going to say too much. Dun, dun, dun. We're not going to jinx anything. Okay. Oh my God. I've been waiting to hear this. I know. But this I told you already. Okay, fine. Um, So, but you'll have this recorded for if if things ever go anywhere. I always hate it. Like, 
I shouldn't say hated. I liked and was frustrated by hearing like, oh, when you stop trying, that's when you meet your person. I was like, well, screw that. Like, who's not trying? I want to meet this person. I'm obviously going to try. And I never stopped trying recently. Like I've been on hinge. I've been going to new activities, like putting myself in situations to try and meet people. And I really wish I had kept track of the number of first dates I've been on because it would be astronomical (laughs) and they just like I wish I did that too yeah they just like don't go anywhere um and recently I've been on several good dates with someone and I'm like okay that's great so before that first date obviously I was still trying like I was on hinge I was talking to people I was planning I was actively dating but just the internal shift and like I am a spiritual person I am a believer in like just gut feelings and signs and all of this so if that's not your thing I'm sorry but on the way to this date you know I've heard from some friends that they always felt like oh first dates are so exciting it's like maybe this is the person like it's so fun I never felt that way neither did I I would go into a first date and be like I hope this isn't a waste of an hour of my evening and that was it but going to this first date, I actually had the thought like, this might be your last first date. Okay, wait, I lied. I did think that all the time. I don't know why I said it. I no, I never did that. I would be like, I'm dreading this. I should I just go hang out with my friends? I romanticized the shit out of every single person before I met them. No, continue. (laughs) (laughs) So I had the thought like, oh my God, this could be your last first date. And I was like, huh, I've never really thought that before. And I was literally telling myself like, don't look at your phone while you're walking there. Be present, like take this in. And as I was walking there, I was thinking to myself, you know, this could be a last first date. That's always a possibility when you go on a first date. It could not be. And whatever happens, I truly, genuinely feel in my core. I just want what's meant for me out of this. Wow. And it was the why best first date I've had in a long time. Why do you think you were like <laughs> thinking deeply about it? I don't know. Part of me is like, that's a sign this is gonna be yeah. it so tbd we don't know i'll come back in a year if yeah <laughs> if that happens, Bring them on. yeah i don't know and but even if not i think that is just hopefully getting to the point of acceptance like maybe yeah. it's just enough dating that i finally was ready to actually feel what i've wanted of like i'm just gonna accept my life and like yes pursue the things that i want and not drive myself crazy over them yeah Wow. Oh, I want the update, guys. She won't tell me the updates because she doesn't (laughs) want to jinx it. I have to respect anyone. I have to respect (laughs) it, but it fully pains me. I want to know every detail. (laughs) I want to hear about some of the more not great dates you've been on because you have some funny stories. I have some funny ones. Um, Well, I will say most of my dating experience are just fine. Are fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and here's where we really differ strongly in opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I feel for me, if I go on a first date and the guy is fine and I'm like, nothing was horrible, but I'm not super intrigued. I know a lot of people are of the camp. Like if you don't hate them, give them another chance. My response to that, absolutely not. No, not an option. No, I, and here's why. I have a busy life. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I I'm have not friends. Because you are so busy. Yes, I'm like. You're so busy. I have a great job. I have great friends. I have lots of activities. I could be having fun. 
planning whatever I want to do, even by myself. Do I want to give a second chance to every guy who's just fine? I would have to quit my job. I don't have time yeah, for that. Yeah. Like, no, no. You're, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. And, and for that reason, in that circumstance, I agree. Mm-hmm. At what point in these dates, though, are you deciding like, eh? Well, so here's the other thing. Usually, sadly, usually it's right off the bat. Yeah. Like just vibes. I'm like, no, not it. Um, and I also trust my read on things because I have had really good first dates. It's not like I hate everyone off the first date. I have had really good ones and I have been really excited for second dates. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm gonna finally trust my judgment on that, which took me a long time to get to because I was like, well, I'm the single one. I just need to trust what my friends and relationships are saying. Right. But no, no, you have to do what's right for you (laughs) and what feels right and what makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But also there have been such weird dates and so speaking of like getting into your 30s I I do think dating's more fun because I kind of just care less yeah you don't give a shit no I'm like <laughs> let's break all the rules like talking about all the taboo topics on a first date hell Which yeah I, well as you should yeah as I, you should and I was on a first date and I was like I forget how it came up but I was like I'm gonna bring up religion let's see let's like watch this guy squirm in his seat that shouldn't be taboo right right and so we're talking about religion and he was like well I definitely <laughs> I cannot believe you said this. This guy was like, I definitely want to raise my, like, I'm not religious, but I want to raise kids in the church so that they learn how to behave. Like, I think it's oh good to like oh instill fear into my kids so that they will like listen to rules. Shut up. And like, I'm just going to use God as that. I was what like, did you what? say? Oh, I was like, I told, at that point I was like, this date is over. Like, let me just have fun. And yeah. I, we just kind of argued about it. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I never ended up going on a date with the saga that you witnessed because I feared for my life. But this guy told me that, well, he we were messaging on Hinge. Oh, my God. I know where you're going. Oh my <laughs> we're messaging on Hinge. And he's like, are you free for a phone call? I'm we never met. I'm screaming. I forgot about this. This was, this was unreal. He was like, are you free for a phone call? And I was like, okay, I kind of like this. Like, get the vibe so I don't waste my time if we just like don't click I think that's actually kind of great I think that's a good thing to come out of COVID is like yeah I think your like phone calls FaceTime dates are really good for you yes so I was like okay sure I thought he just I thought that was his intention like let's just see if we click um so then it was like a Tuesday at like 2 p.m or something middle of a work day middle of a work week and this guy sends me a message can I call you in five minutes for two minutes and I was like, oh, I'm literally working, but like, okay, I guess. Like, I happened to be free. So I'm like, okay. Immediately text a lot of the play by play. And this guy calls me and we're chatting. And he's like, so I have a potential deal breaker. Ooh, like, like okay. juicy. What is it? I was Tell like, Tell us more. All right. Sir. Yeah, I'm like, what in the world is he going to say? And he goes, I need to make sure that if we go out, you're not going to cancel last minute, which was not at all the deal breaker like, I was okay, expecting. Sure. I totally understand. Like, you've yeah. been burned in the past. Like, okay, I can come Meanwhile, I'm like the queen of canceling. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, 
Yeah, I'm playing along with it because I'm just so curious at this point. Right. I was Where like, is he going? Okay. Of course not. Like, totally. That's so annoying. I, I mean, I can't help if like something wild comes up. But like, yeah, no, I'm totally going to try to not cancel last minute. He's like, okay, because, you know, if I go out to a restaurant or bar, I travel with full security detail and I have to rent out the whole place. And so canceling last minute is like a real imposition. It costs me all this money and my whole security is there. So like, I just really can't do it. And at this point, I am losing my mind, like trying not to just laugh hysterically. It was so weird. And still, I was still like going along with it like, because okay. part of me was Maybe like, Maybe this is like someone really cool who I should meet. Like, well, I was like, this one is of a kind be... thing. Like, a exactly. story. This is a story. A story. This exactly. is for the story. This is for the memoir. I was like, this, Yeah, this would be hilarious. Um, and so he's just like going on and on about this. And I'm like, Yep, yeah, 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 sure. Just saying that, like, I'm totally down for this, acting like it is no big deal and whatever. And he's like, okay, okay. And then he was just like, I'm like, I'll let you know. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So then I think it was the next day, like, we had been texting and he wasn't really texting. So I text him. Like, hey, what's up? Like, trying to keep it going because I was like, this is so funny. Like, we got to get to the bottom of this. Exactly. Like, why do you have security? Yeah. And I asked him at some and point. We're like stalking. Like, we're trying to figure this out. Fully like, stalking. And I asked him why he has security. And he's like, oh, I can't tell you. I was like, what are you freaking talking about? Um, and then he didn't answer for a long time. And he's like, sorry, I was like in the hospital with kidney stones or something random. Yeah. And I was like, what? And so then I'm at dinner with some friends. They were over and I'm telling them the story and they're dying. And I was like, should I just call him? Like, that'd be so funny. And no, I text him and I was like, oh my gosh, you won't believe this. Like, I just had a kidney stone. <laughs> just like making shit up to entertain yeah. my friends and I. And he and he calls me and he's like, are you in the hospital? <laughs> I was like, who is this man? It was the craziest thing. So that was really wild. Part of me wanted Wait, to plan a date. I want to, I'm trying to find the, the post I put in that group. Yes. Because, because that, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I half was like, I have to go on a first date. This would be so hysterical. But then half of me was also like fearing for my life. If I actually were to meet him in person, I was like, he could be a kidnapper, a murderer, uh, like who knows what. Okay, I think I got kicked out of the group because it's saying to join all these groups. I posted in the Are We Dating the Same Guy at New York City group being like, what's this guy's deal? Yeah, I'm like not in, there's a million groups and I'm not in any of them now. So I guess I was kicked. Oh no. I don't know if that group no longer exists or if I was kicked out or what. So I can't find the post, sadly. But um, I remember posting in this group about it being like, what's this guy's deal? And a lot of people commented that like the same thing happened to them. Like, and I think like one or two people were like, yeah, like I went it was like yeah. really weird. Like it was true, but it was so weird. Because but I don't like know avoid, if, avoid, avoid. Right. I don't know if anyone else had heard the security story, but pe everyone just had different stories that were yeah. equally absurd. Yeah. It was hysterical. Bizarre. That was definitely the weirdest date story, like date that wasn't yeah. that yeah. ever happened. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, there were other like... I, I forget a lot of the ones that didn't really matter. Yeah. There were like the almost people who then didn't work out for various reasons. And even the ones who I used to feel like, oh, like that's the one that got away. You know, now I can look back and realize like 
No, no. <laughs> I'm such a different person that like we would not be together even if it had worked out. Yeah, I love hindsight. I think it's so like every single time it doesn't work out with someone, even if like you really like them and think it's going somewhere and they're like, mm, I'm not interested for X, Y, Z reason. In hindsight, you will always be able to identify like why they saw that it wasn't a fit or why it actually wouldn't have worked out even if they were interested. Like, and most of the time it's not like that there's anything about you that isn't like what they want. It's just not a fit. Right. Which is also part of the scary thing now because it's like, I don't believe in soulmates. I believe that people can work out with a, a lot too. of different people. But then I also am like, well, then I could find a complaint about any different person. You, <laughs> you Listen, you can. You absolutely can. And you will. Yeah. And so that's the hard part, too, of like, OK, how do you not settle where I'm at this point of like, I'm not going to settle because yet still not be too picky? Well, think about it. When every time you've moved to a different place, you've made new friends. Mm -hmm. None of those people are perfect. True. Every, they're all flawed. But there are things about them that you're like, oh, yeah, like we complement each other. Like we get along about these different things. We have like ABC things in common. XYZ things are not in common, but we vibe on all of these things. And like they're in my life now and not not everyone is perfect. Like I think accepting people's flaws and knowing that. Like loving someone for their flaws also like right. we all have room to grow. We're right. all going to change. 100% yeah I think it's easy to like there's no perfect person out there there is no perfect person and it's easy to feel like well at least I'm working on myself and my flaws and like what if they're not but and also the thinking of living with someone because I've lived by myself mm -hmm. for so long and I used to be someone who thought that I could never live alone because I just thought like no I I would feel lonely it would be sad it would be whatever and now I'm like Actually, it's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have a friend who got engaged after a long distance relationship, like has been long distance cross country with her now husband. And I literally said to her, I was like, that sounds ideal. Like, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> you want to meet someone who's just visiting New York City. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can see him when I want. I can go home to my own space. Like, I don't have to make plans with you every single night. Like, I got a lot going on. Like, once a month for a few days sounds yeah, perfect. Yeah, sounds great. That is and, like, so some funny. phone calls in between. I was like, this Listen, is maybe the dream. Maybe you'll find that. I'm sure, <laughs> that, I'm sure that there is somebody else out there. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people out there and I'm sure that some of those people would be a great fit for you. And also like maybe it is signifying some of my flaws and fears and things to work on. Exactly. <laughs> You're not perfect either. Right, right. So I mean still, I don't know. I hope I don't come off as like too confident on this podcast no, because no. there's so I much I'm worried about. I think so human and I think, I think a lot of people will envy how much you know yourself and, and how comfortable you are in your own skin. Yeah. I don't think anything you've said is like cocky or like too, you know what I mean? And I like, that is the thing that I am most grateful for related to being single. Yeah. So like, you know, for the people who are also my chronically single friends, like that's the benefit is you get so much time with yourself. You get the opportunities to do whatever you want. Like, take advantage. Do it because you're going to learn about yourself. Like 
literally I moved cross country and I was like, okay, worst case, I hate it. And I moved back and that happened. And like both of those scenarios, I have zero regrets because they needed to happen. And I learned so much and I had experiences and like, yeah, I think I do know myself. Well, I know the good and the bad. (laughs) And like that has come from just being with myself, relying on myself, having to like being forced to put faith in myself, all of those things. And so now finally within literally the past two years, like I finally can see that as an asset. Yeah. And it is. It's amazing. And I'm proud of you for getting there. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Here it is. The question. Yes. I hope you came prepared. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Okay. I think about this whenever I listen to your episodes. I'm like, what would mine be? And I know I have one. It's just going to take me a minute to remember the per- the phrasing of it. You got this. I'm excited to hear. Yes. It's weirdly such a hard question. Oh, okay. This is it. So I heard this from a friend. I don't know where, I don't know the exact source, but somebody out there, if it's you, you deserve all the credit, um, said, I don't know if it's relationship advice, but more dating advice when you are with the right person in terms of like response to that whole, if you know, you know, and like, well, how will I know? Somebody said like, if it's the right person, you'll know if it's not, you'll be confused. Confused. Mm -hmm. And so if you feel confused, that's not it. And like, that has been true for me. So many, I have been confused in so many situations where I really liked someone, but I just was so confused about his side and always it hasn't worked out. I love that quote so much and I totally stand by it. I definitely didn't say it first. I've heard a lot of people say it. I've seen it posted on a lot of things. I wish the internet could trace back to like who actually said it because I think it's so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I'm going to give two. can I give two? please? Oh, (laughs) give us all the second one. Cause this is something that I, in terms of just everything we've talked about, something that I value and I really admire in like the friends relationships I see who maintain their independence. It is like keeping your own hobbies and interests. Yes. And I just talked to a friend this weekend who took her own solo trip through Southeast Asia while her husband was on a ski trip with his friends. That's awesome. And that is something I so admire. Like, do not be attached to the hip, have your own thing, have your own friends, have your own like recognize that you are, you're not each other's halves. Like you have to be a whole person. I love that and couldn't agree more. And I think that's what makes life interesting. Totally. And that's what makes, I think that's what makes relationships last. Yes is really maintaining that life and those things that you love. Cause that that's all of those things that you love are the, the reason that they wanted to be with you and all of the things about them that they love and that made them who they are is exactly why you wanted to be with them. So don't ever give that up. Exactly. Thank you so Agreed. much for being here. This Thank was you. Fabulous. Thanks for having me who listened. Thank you guys for tuning in. I don't know why I'm speaking weird now. I'm going to go and let the outro play. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.